It's showtime. Is old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the coolest podcast ever, The Kenny Ho Show. How are you? I hope all is well. Man, is it ever good to be back doing The Kenny Ho Show once again. I know you heard from me a few days ago, but、uh, I haven't recorded in a few days and I've been working, unfortunately, but also working on、uh, some different projects. I don't know if it's going to go anywhere, but.、Um, All I gotta say is, it's just good to get away from all of that stuff. All of the stuff that's out of my control. It's been an emotional few days、um, dealing with this or that or whatnot. And it's good to be back doing the Kenny Ho show because this is my domain. Here, I only have to answer to me. I'm the executive producer, I'm the writer, director, actor. Quote unquote talent, if you will. It's just me doing what I want to do on my own time, on my own dime. Yes, okay, I want to be good so that、uh, you at home、uh, continue listening.、Uh, if it sucks,、uh, I would not take it personally if, you're, if you tuned out and never ever tuned back in. That just makes sense.、Uh, but yes, the end product should be good, needs to be good. Because, as far as the audience and the consumer is concerned, at the end of the day, all they care about is that you have a good product, right? People aren't that interested in how you got there. They're just interested in you getting there and them having a few laughs, right? And I understand all that. But let me tell you this without getting into too much detail, end products don't always reflect the horrible process. Uh, in which it took to get to that end product. Like theater school was a nightmare. Did it have to be? No. There are definitely a couple pieces of shit、uh, who really, really、uh, made that way worse than it needed to be. Believe me, when you're doing that many hours with the same people over and over again, even the best of us would have slip ups and you know, not be pleasant to deal with here and there. But there w a s two, three people who were consistent nightmares. And quite frankly, If, the, if I found out tomorrow or ideally in the middle of this podcast that those people like, got hit by a bus or, like, or were struck with some kind of terminal illness, I'm not saying I would celebrate. But you would definitely hear me celebrating in the middle of the Kenny Ho show. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Which old witch? All those dirty bitches. And I'm sure there's plenty of examples I could cite, but I prefer not to have these unpleasant thoughts on my mind.、Um, but certainly, more recently, I've been trying to work on some new stuff with some people. And my God, it's a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass just to try to get on the same page, try to get anything done. It was so frustrating. I had forgotten. How much of a pain in the ass it is to like compromise and work with people.、Um, like creatively.、I'd, for years, I've known it's not easy working with everybody,、uh, you know, in, in the real world, like doing a mundane job, but certainly creatively, because I have been so lucky to have figured out, let's do a show by myself,、uh, Kenny Ho Show. Because remember, once upon a time, Uh, my first podcast was Real Talk with David Singh, and David Singh was a no show every week. Eventually, Real Talk with Kenny Ho and David Singh became Real Talk with Kenny Ho after the, how many times of me calling this man and being like, Can we do Monday? And he'd be like, Oh no, Kenny, Monday's the voice. I'd be like, All right, Tuesday. Oh no, Kenny, Tuesday's also the voice. Like, it's not even, I didn't even bullshit that bit. That bit wrote itself because it was so close to reality. 
of course, I threw in all the gay shit at the end and ruined my friendship with him. But at the same time, it was like not completely um, fictitious. This was uh, I based on truth. Like this man was watching The Voice seemingly religiously because it didn't seem like he wanted to miss a moment of this show. Uh, certainly not to record. Um but, you know, his attitude about it, I don't want to throw this man under the bus. He's a great guy and was a great friend to me. He was a good friend to me for, for a good few years there. And um, it was just uh, he had the wrong attitude about how to build a podcast. He's like, oh, I'll commit when it's a big deal. I'm like, buddy, you're going to need to commit uh, in order for me to keep you around when it's a big deal. Uh, or, I guess in hindsight, if, oh, what a strong if it ever becomes a big deal. And I feel like uh, in order for something to become a big deal, you have to put in the time. Just like I said, um, end products do not reflect uh, the shit show that led to that end product. I remember when I was doing Believe, um, I had to get my friend Sarah because like, she's got one of the best voices I've ever come across. And so... But I remember approaching her and she was like, Kenny, uh, I'll do it. Of course, you know, you're asking me, we're friends, I'll do it. But I always hate doing stuff for you because you always make me do it a million times. And I was unapologetic and quite frank about it. I'm like, yeah, that's because we want to be good. It is not easy to be good at this. Success takes hard work. And anyone who says uh, they they never put in the time and they just made it to the top. Well, you know what? In this day and age, there are people like that. There are people who are, you know, they got juked and they recorded it and threw it on the internet and now they're a billionaire. There, so there is like undeserved uh, success out there. I mean, it's the Instagram age. Holy cow. How many uh, Instagrammers do you follow that you look at like they're quote-unquote content and it's complete shit they're just hot they're hot and they're willing to show their bodies like these ig reels uh, i don't even know why i look at them anymore because like okay when you know when it's like friends and family i'm like oh you know what are you guys up to you know did you have a good time let me see like what you guys saw right uh let me live vicariously through y'all for a second type of situation uh but when it comes to Girls I don't know, like these uh, Insta hoes, I'm done watching their IG reels because it just, look how fabulous my life is. Look at this plate of food that I got at this super ritzy restaurant that you'll never be able to afford to eat at. Oh my god, look at me clubbing. Look at me dancing. Listen, bitch, that's not content. You're just showing off. I've definitely cut most of those uh, those types of reels out of my life. Occasionally, I still look because there's one girl who, uh, although it's, it, again, it's brainless nonsense content, but hey, listen, sometimes a little brainless nonsense content works for me. Uh, but well, basically what this girl's doing, like uh, she'll just hold it up around her boobs and then just like pull the camera back up and down back in and i'm like you know what you do deserve five million followers but i guess what i'm saying is despite being in the generation of you don't need any talent you just need to have been born with a nice set of hooters or have a, a direct line to Lou Lipschitz's office and uh, get those breast augmentations so you can seem like you were born with a nice set of hooters and put it all over the internet for a bunch of sad, lonely men to see. But I guess for everybody else, if you still want a piece of this game, if you still want to make it in showbiz... Um, because you're sick and tired of your dead-end job and sick and tired of dealing with a bunch of low lives at these dead-end jobs. Sometimes you gotta suck it up and put in the hard work and try to still get yourself a piece of the showbiz. Um, and I do. But I just need to... I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, what hard work I'm good with uh, going with because honestly Kenny Hosho 300 the trilogy 
thank goodness uh, it was a pandemic. <laughs> I bet I'm the only person on this planet who ever said that. Uh, but holy shit, the amount of time and effort that I put into the 300s, it's been a while since I've worked that hard at anything. I mean, I guess with anything, uh, a large part of it comes from my lack of uh, ability and organization and stuff. Because literally at one point, I lost like an entire bit or like two, three bits or something. So I'm like, oh my God, I have to go back and redo that. I have to now make it all make sense. I had to write new bits so that these old bits would work. That's why I became a trilogy, right? Uh, because uh, as I'm going back to try to connect the dots, like new ideas came in and I'm like, all right, I guess I'm doing a second part to this. And then, of course, you know, when I'm talking about Andrea, I was like, well, I need to shit on Andrea's boyfriend. I guess I'm doing a third episode here. So that type of hard work I'm good with. Do I need to be better like um, with organization so I don't lose a couple bits here and there? Absolutely. That would have been uh, really, really useful. But at the end of the day, everything happens for a reason. And I really like that bit where I shat all over Andrea's husband or whatever the frack he is uh, to her these days. That was just uh, how many fat jokes can I write? Um, and turns out during a pandemic... Unlimited. I could have gone for like four hours. So everything happens for a reason, uh, including the ups and downs, right? Because uh, I'm working on this new project. I don't even know what's going to become of it. It's a multi-man type of situation. Thank goodness a few people were like, oh, we're interested, but we can't just for whatever reason. Uh, so that it, was, it wasn't even that many schedules and personalities and styles to juggle. Like, as of this recording, I don't know if I'm moving forward with that as uh, uh, presently constituted or whatever, because it was so unbelievably frustrating, the first uh, uh, recording of this. Like, it didn't even finish, because I just couldn't, I just couldn't get on the same page as this other person. Now, I'm not going to shit all over him because this is uh, one of my best friends in the world and uh, one of the most solid people I've ever met. So this is like nothing personal. It's just business, I guess. This was strictly about the process, strictly about creative vision and how to approach something like this. This was actually creative differences. I don't think I've ever come across it in my life. Uh, and I certainly don't buy it when, uh, you know, movie studios uh, tell us, oh, no, we got rid of this person because of creative differences. And no, uh, they probably annoyed you and you got rid of them. This is legit creative differences where my buddy wants to do it this way. And he has a, an idea of how it should be done. And he's digging in on that. And I have uh, my own ideas. And uh, for a bit, I was going along with him, but then I started digging in. So there was a lot of no's from him. No, I'm not doing this. No, I don't know anything about that. No, I'm not doing this. And I tried to compromise, biting my tongue the whole way for a little bit, and then I had to start saying no to his no's, which is not good for anybody. This amount of no's in one project is going to make it a no-go. Because when you're saying no to everything you're limiting me, you're limiting yourself, you're limiting what this show can be and probably needs to be. Don't get me wrong. In life, especially in showbiz, you need to learn how to say no. You need to be able to say no. Absolutely. When you're dealing with Harvey Weinstein, 99% of the time you need to say no. The only time you say yes is if he's like, while I'm in the presence of your lawyer, my lawyer, and all kinds of witnesses, so in good faith, I'm just offering you this role because I think you're right for it, no strings attached, then you can say yes. Every other time, if he's like, hey, would you like to come up to my hotel and audition? Hell no, Cosby. He's like, oh, how did you know I was going to offer you Jell-O Puddin' Pop? Because I know the game. I'm from the streets, foo. This ain't my first rodeo. This is not the first time some fat old ugly guys try to get my sweet tushy. And I'm speaking as myself, <laughs> of course. 
But the point I'm making is like when dealing with me, for the most part, like I think I'm a reasonable person. I have uh, the experience. Uh, I wouldn't say expertise, but certainly uh, I know a thing or two about performing. Where it's like maybe just say yes. Maybe just be like, let's trust that Kenny knows what he's doing. Like listening uh, to his body of work, he does come up with stuff uh, that on paper doesn't seem like it makes any sense but he he does have a bit of a track record here but it was very frustrating and honestly i I don't know like i don't know if i want to move forward with that i don't know if that's the type of hard work i want to put in because i mean the first episode has not even gone out and we're already talking major compromises in fact now that i say it out loud and i'm thinking about him like it's not gonna work like you can't the whole the whole reason you bring me on is because I'll talk about things no one else is willing to talk about, right? I feel like one of my strengths, if you can consider anything I do a strength, is I can find topics that like, A, people maybe don't necessarily want to talk about or hear about, but I think I find like kind of a, a, a fun enough take on it where it becomes at least palatable, if not a riveting good time. I'll cite an example. Uh, remember how uh, I brought up uh, Princess Diana the other day here? I had a lot of fun. I think if I can find a way to make it fun for myself, I think uh, you at home um, or your office or your car, however you digest this, bring some cheating hoe in the middle of a field somewhere. And you're like, hmm, I know what I'm doing is kind of messed up. Well, let me just listen to old Kenny. He'll, he'll inspire me to do this and more. But as I was saying, I went into it thinking we were doing one thing and then it turns out he wasn't down for it. So he poo-pooed what I brought uh, initially. So we had to, on the fly, try to find new stories. I quickly found two. Uh, there was uh, a Princess Diana one, and he immediately shot it down, uh, you know, saying he didn't know anything about Lady Diana. But I'm like, it's fine. One of us knows, and that's enough. But I guess what annoyed me was he poo-pooed that story, but he couldn't find one to replace it. Have you never heard me work? Have you never listened to my stuff? I can turn nothing into something. Trust me. This is not even nothing. Princess Diana is a, an incredibly interesting person who led a very uh, tragic but interesting life. So many jokes, so many Prince Charles and old lady Camilla Parker jokes are just there for the picking if you were willing to walk down this road with me. But it was just like that the whole time. Like I found an, a different story to talk about and... So we, we talked about the story I found and then it was like nothing again because he didn't find a story. He sat there for like 10 minutes and he couldn't find a single thing. He had, I guess, such high standards or for what he wants to talk about that it just never got there. And I don't know that I can uh, work with someone like that because how many times have I said it? When I turn on the mic to do a Kenny Ho show, it's because I want to do a Kenny Ho show. It's not because I got something burning in me to talk about. Um, usually, I don't have a plan. Usually, I come on and I just bullshit and I hope to find something. And I usually do. Today is the perfect example of that. I didn't have a game plan. I'm like, well, I haven't done this in a week and a half. I really want to do a Kenny Ho show. Let's go for it. Now, I don't want to make it seem like uh, this is like, you know, some piece of shit I'm dealing with. This is like a great person. This is like one of my best friends. But um, I don't think he and I are compatible to do this. And maybe it's because I've just been so lucky because um, there's been two duo podcasts that I've done in my life where I've had like a criminal amount of fun. Nerd Seven Astic Nerdtastic, but it has a seven in there instead of a T. Uh, Nerdtastic with Brian and Scarlet Speedster with Amanda Santos. Those two experiences, I think I got spoiled, to be fair. Um, I mean, even though Nerdtastic wasn't a perfect, uh, the product wasn't what I wanted it to be, the, the journey was, the experience in doing it was. Oh, man. Me and Brian, like, people used to just, like, whatever, leave right after school or whatever. So, me and Brian would just stick around, uh, like, at, I think it used to be, like, 7 o'clock 
to maybe like nine or 10 at night. And we would just like have so much fun uh, recording this podcast. The only thing I don't like about that podcast is uh, at the time I was working full time in school full time, had four ongoing podcasts. So I had to turn over the keys to Brian. I'm like, Brian, take the lead on this thing. Um, you produce it. I'll I'll come. I'll do this. Like you know, I'll I'll ha- I'll do the fun part. I'll show up and uh, riff with you for two three hours uh, once a week or however many times you want to do this. Uh, but I can't produce. I can't go home. I can't uh, try to mix it together. Uh, you know, edit it, uh, edit all the mistakes or whatever out. I can't do any of that. I can't even take the time to post it. So I let you do it. And that was a huge mistake because for whatever reason, he decided that these needed to end on zero, zero. Like, I don't even remember like if they were all uniformly the same length, but I know he was cutting shit out left, right, and center to make it, let's say 30 minutes, zero, zero seconds, right? Instead of like naturally, let's say it was 31 minutes and 21 seconds or whatever, right? He had to make them uniform, and it came at the cost of um, punchlines or the setup to punchlines, which both resulted not making any sense. It's the equivalent of taking a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and either taking out the peanut butter or the jelly. You do that, my guy, at the end of the day, what you're left with is a jelly sandwich. Gross. So the end product, I'm not crazy about. Not that it's bad, because uh, I've listened to those things over the years, and it's it's good. It's a good podcast, but had he left everything in there and just like tightened it up a little bit, which I don't even think he needed to do, because we were both very on. It was back and forth, one after the other. We talked about whatever, and like he he used to talk about stuff I didn't understand all the time, but it it was like a what normal people would do if you if somebody talks about something you don't know you ask questions about it and they can inform you and that can be what the podcast is about uh because if i don't know what it is being kind of a big nerd myself there's a very good chance people at home listening or you know people in the field burying their ex-lover uh, will not understand and i think that's that's part of the beauty that can be uh part of something that happens on a podcast but again i think i'm just spoiled because i was lucky enough to have brian who works kind of in the same way i do where just come up with something just bring something to the table and we will run with it we will just uh make jokes and laugh our way through it but even better no disrespect to brian uh he's he's a great uh, music composer and like technical producer uh, but his on air is not on the level of Amanda Santos who did uh, Scarlet Speedster with me that podcast I almost every single year I bring it back up and listen to it I thought I did 20 episodes but turns out it's only like five or six uh, so it's I just like burn through them like Brian's good at it she's great at it because listening to it just a few days ago I'm like, this girl is so good. She's better than me. She's so quick and witty. And thankfully, it's not like, you know, I'm exactly a dunce myself. Like, I hold my own. But she's definitely at least a leg up on me. Uh, But together, that podcast, I swear if we just kept doing it and put it on a better platform. Because I don't think SoundCloud gets the job done at the end of the day. I think SoundCloud is mostly a music thing. Um, And... It's a cheap way to, uh, if you already have a built-in audience who knows to look for you, uh, then it's a cheap way to put your product out there. Because literally for like $150 a year, it's unlimited uploads. And it's got like decent stats uh, tracking and stuff. But I think to get your name out there, it's not great. Because people aren't looking for podcasts on SoundCloud. They're looking through uh, like Spotify and like, Apple podcasts and that type of stuff. So I I just feel like had I or like had we just stuck together and kept going, I 
it's hard to say that because honestly, after six or seven years, how long have I been doing this shit? Even more than that, six or seven years on that podcast, but like eight years on my own podcast, I'm only realizing now, I think SoundCloud is a bum. I don't think I've been giving myself the right avenues and opportunities to make this sucker a success. Um, On that note, before we say anything else, I have found a new way of distributing the show. I just haven't uh, switched over yet because uh, I wanted to come on here. I'm not, I'm pretty sure I'm going to do it, but I certainly want to come on here and let you know if in a month or two, um, you keep coming onto SoundCloud and there is no new Kenny Ho show. It's because I've decided to say sayonara to good old SoundCloud and give myself and the Kenny Ho show a better shot at success. And most importantly, a chance to sell out because that's what it's about, baby. I don't want to talk about uh, what avenue I'm going to because apparently this distributor... Uh, one of the first things they do when you're like good to go to monetize is they give you an ad like you they'll pay you uh, probably nothing amazing but they pay you to read an ad about their platform and I sure as hell ain't doing it for free today so in a month or two from now if you don't see that I'm updating the show it's one of two reasons It's because, one of three reasons, it's A, either because I wasn't paying attention and the bus took me out, or B, I was making out with a hot girl, we were going to third base, I took her to the hotel, you know, I take her top off, we're good, those are nice hooters by the way, girl, but then when I pulled her bottoms off, uh, there was something there that shouldn't have been there. And so I decided to call it a day and buy me a rope. Or hopefully, I just moved to, I don't know, let's say Spotify or Apple Podcasts or something like that. So in a couple months, if you don't hear from me here, just look there. And if I'm not there, pray that I got taken out by the TTC, right? Oh my goodness. Could you imagine? It's like... Old Kenny, after all these years, he thought he met himself a beautiful girl who was down to clown. She had a nice rack, but it turns out she also had a really large penis. Right in his eye, Captain. But as I was talking about before, uh, before I had to, you know, deal with, uh, you know, the the practicality of this show. Uh, I was talking about Scarlet Speedster, and honestly, like that podcast, like it, it it spoiled me because honestly, like that's the dynamic that I'm looking for when I'm doing a podcast with a, se- a second person, right? Like we're just we're both on, and we were able to just jump in. You don't need me to finish my sentence. You can finish a sentence for me, as long as like. I guess within reason, right? And we were definitely both within reason. I listened back, and though I wasn't perfect, I feel like I could have done a few things different. I thought we were both really good at supporting each other, you know? We both, like, added to what each other was saying. Now, again, I wasn't perfect with that. There's a few times I'm like, ah, I shouldn't have gone down this road. I should have gone down this road. And that's the type of stuff you do need to think of when you're doing a podcast because I think and this was uh, one of the fundamental uh, disagreements me and my buddy had he's like no the way this needs to happen is we just have a conversation and we forget that the mics are in front of us and I'm like no this is a performance and he spent a a few texts shitting on uh, performance and my idea of performance I'm like you don't understand you cannot do a podcast where it's like Oh, it's just like a regular mundane conversation, especially because we're nobodies. If we were celebrities and like I had a whole other body of work uh, and people just want to like and people like idolize me or whatever and love me and whatever, they just want to hear more of me, see more of me, then sure. Absolutely. But as far as I'm concerned, if the product, if what people are going to know me for, if they'll ever know me 
is for this podcast. This podcast is that product, not a movie that I'm in, not albums that I've recorded, but this podcast, then it and I want it to be a comedy podcast, then it better be funny. And you have to think about shit. You can't just be sitting there settling for maybe, okay, yeah, maybe there's a joke to be had here and there. Because, you know, when you're dealing with me, even in reality, even not the the Kenny Ho, not the Kenny Ho show version of Kenny Ho, you know, I still have a sense of humor. There'll be laughs, but... If you listen to Scarlet Speedster podcast, that's what I'm talking about. And even that, I'm like, I could be way more than this. I was I was drunk and depressed from Cutter Girl. So I wasn't even at my best, but that's close. The amount of jokes and uh, laughs that me and Amanda uh, shared and like created for each other, that's... That's the podcast. That's how it needs to go. And I'm not saying every single podcast needs to be that. But when you're doing a comedy podcast, you have to make people laugh. Because if if you're not making people laugh, then you're just like having some regular conversation podcast, which I have zero interest in A, listening to, or B, being involved with. Like, oh my God, I'm just imagining two of these like Insta-ho girls having a conversation back and forth and I'm listening and that that might do it to me. Now you know what I. As long as it's like a, a YouTube podcast, like a video podcast, and not a, a like a Spotify podcast where I don't have like stuff to look at. I'm imagining two girls in bikinis. I'm like, you know what? I don't care what they're talking about. I'm good. Just have good lighting. Maybe you know less fabric in your bikini, girls. I don't care about the dumb shit. The mundane superficial and at times illogical conversations you girls are having nice melons my goodness so i guess what i'm trying to say is what it all boils down to is i'm very very grateful to be back doing the kenny ho show granted yes it's only been like a week week and a half or whatever but it's felt like an eternity over the past few days these emotional past few days you know on top of trying to get this new project started and uh, up and ready to go sooner rather than later. It's been shitty at like my job too. So it's been an emotional few days and uh, I've come to recognize uh, it is absolutely not a curse that I get to do Kenny Hosho. This is like, so my personality, like not having to work on anybody else's schedule or ideas of how this should work. Just getting to do it by myself is uh, a real blessing. Uh, you know, it was cool to do Nerdtastic and um, Scarlet Speedster. In fact, I would love to revisit uh, both those podcasts. Uh, right now, Brian can't do anything, so uh, I would not uh, hold my breath. And certainly, if we were to do it again, I'm producing. <laughs> you ain't cutting my jokes out, buddy. It's all I got in life. Would I ever cut your your oxygen supply? That's because that's what you're doing to me, buddy. Um, but also, Amanda, I haven't spoken into years until today. I I found I'm definitely getting old because like I'm like, oh yeah, I have her on Facebook. Let me after listening to the podcast, I'm like, you you know what? I should reach out because at the end uh, end of our. Um, like schooling days or whatever we just kind of like drifted apart like i did i didn't know what happened it was have some theories and such and um maybe i'm wrong about all of it maybe it had nothing to do with me and maybe it wasn't what i thought it was but it was certainly it just felt different and almost like weird at the end where i was just kind of like oh am i like am i like being removed from your life now is that what's happening and um i was I was definitely like, believe me, if the people around me had a uh, were, were like more clever, they'd definitely nickname me Petty White, right? As a whole boy, I was a petty guy. I was definitely not a, a strong, forgiving, open hearted, you know, honorable, traditional Asian man. I was definitely Petty White. So, you know, I just let it, you know, just let that relationship uh, drift away. And, you know, uh, I, I like to think I'm a little bit different now. So after listening to that podcast, I'm like, you know what? Um, whatever it was, I don't know that it had anything to do with me at all. Maybe it was just like 
you know, because this girl had a really full plate. I had a very full plate back then. This girl somehow found ways to like put more stuff on her plate. And uh, maybe it was just like at the end of school, hey, I'm done like with everybody and everything. So I don't know, but it is what it is, right? It, everything happens for a reason. Maybe there was something personal. Who knows? And maybe had I like pushed through that and just like kept like messaging her or calling her or whatever, maybe like that would have like that would have resulted in like legit uh, ending of a friendship. In post production, I just realized that I said like a lot. Like, oh my gosh, let's go to the mall. So whatever, you know, passes in the past, I messaged her today. Um, you know, as I was saying, you know, I looked her up on Facebook because I know we used to be on Facebook together, but it doesn't seem like she even has that anymore. And I'm like, well, how about Twitter? Uh, even though I don't know how to use Twitter or anything, I know there's like a messenger part of it. Let me say hi to her there, see what she's up to. And she wasn't on there either. I'm like, oh, oh well, I guess... I'll never be able to say hi to her again. I guess uh, that was that. All I'll have is these five episodes of this brilliant podcast. Oh my gosh. Now that I'm speaking, I know it sounds like I have like a crush on her or something, but it's totally not that. Like listening uh, to the, the podcast, uh, that, that podcast uh, over the past few days, the one thing that stood out to me was... How the hell did me and Amanda not fall in love with each other doing this podcast? As if you listen to it, like our chemistry is amazing. Well, let me rephrase that. Uh, listening back, uh, I wonder why I didn't fall madly in love with Amanda. I understand why she didn't fall in love with me. I'm, I'm both homely and unsuccessful. But from my point of view, and I say this 100% uh, com- with complete honesty, like no bullshit, no lie. I don't know why, but I was not attracted to her like at all in uh, in second year when we did this. In first year, when I saw her, I was like, God damn, this girl's cute. Because this is how uh, radio school worked. It was, uh, it split in like first years 01 and 02, just because like the cohort was so big or whatever it's called. So it needed to be two different classes. So my class had all the babes. It was, uh, first of all, there's like like six or seven women in the entire program, but they threw all the attractive ones minus Amanda in mine. So when I first met her, I'm like, God damn, this girl is fine. But by the time we got to know each other, we basically met on uh, Scarlet Speedster podcast because she was in my class and I had heard through the grapevine that she was like into nerdy stuff. So I approached her. I remember this day distinctly. She was laying on the couch, like one of the couches uh, at Humber. And I walked up to her, never having said a word to her in my life. Just uh, like the one time I had seen her before in first year being like, God damn, you should be in my class too. Like, being greedy like that, right? Like, never mind the guys in the other class. I deserve all the hot girls in mine, all right? Uh, Outside of that, never talked to her, never, like, was even that close, like, physically in in her proximity. I walked right up to her. She's, like, laying down. And I was like, Amanda, right? She's like, yes, Kenny. I'm like, would you like to do a podcast about The Flash? We'll call it... The Scarlet Speedster podcast. And she's like, yes, of course, I'd love to do that. And that was it. Like the first time we had a conversation was on the show. If you listen back uh, to Scarlet Speedster, that's our first conversation ever. And like now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, my God, this would be a great rom-com. This could be, this sounds like a beautiful love story. But it was never that. Like we were not into each other like I suppose I was, as I said, very, very hung up on uh, Cutter Girl at the time. That might have might have had something to do with it. Uh, she had a boyfriend who was my buddy, so that's definitely a no go. That's bro code uh, material right there. So it was just it was never like that. But on paper, she's everything I could ever want: uh, gorgeous, uh, like smart and funny, and most importantly, way the hell into nerdy shit. Like if I were to marry her. Uh, and I came home one day with like a $600 baby Yoda, 
I would definitely not hear about it. She would not only not give me shit, but she would probably like uh, make sweet, sweet love to me for doing so. So I don't know. Um, you know, the first message, we just had like a couple minutes. She was busy. So like she even, uh, what a sweet kid. Like she even explained, Kenny, right now I have to go to class. I can't. Um, so like, you know, I apologize ahead of time. Uh, if like it takes me a while to get back to you, I'm like, Girl, you don't need to apologize. You know how many people like I'll write let's say, let's say the good ones. I'll write them like at eight in the morning, and if I'm lucky, I'll hear back from them at eight at night. There are people I know who I'll send a text to, let's say uh December first, twenty twenty one. I would be lucky to hear back from them prior to February first, twenty twenty two. So I'm like, ah, oh, what a nice kid. Uh, definitely don't need to apologize. Um, but hopefully we're good. Like, hopefully whatever there was or wasn't, like, why ever there was, I wouldn't even say a falling out, because that would mean I hated her guts at one point, and I didn't. Uh, was I hurt with uh, that falling apart? For sure, because like, this was one of my best friends back, uh, back in the day. But I've certainly moved on from that. I've definitely per- turned the page. And so I hope it's the same deal on her end. I hope... Whatever it was or wasn't, hopefully it's a thing of the past. We can move on from that. As bare minimum, it'd be cool to have uh, another buddy, another friend, you know? Lord knows I have plenty of enemies in life. It's, it's, mu- it's much better to have some friends than enemies, I'll tell you that much. And how this could potentially benefit you is... Uh, I don't know her situation. I don't know like what um, she she's doing. Like, who knows? Maybe she, like... Uh, like when I w- approached one of my friends for uh, for her to read a part in my play, uh, she's like, Kenny, I can't do it. I have an agent now. So I don't know. Like maybe Amanda has an agent or something, or maybe she has a media job where she can't uh, uh, do any podcasts. But I would love to be able to finish the Scarlet Speedster podcast because I was listening to it and there was no... There was no ending. There was a, I believe, I'm not 100% sure that um, it was the, the final episode I listened to, but I think it was because it was back after the holiday and it seems like it stopped there. We just came back from the holiday. Uh, we're waiting for a new episode of The Flash to drop. We're both super excited and we're like, all right, next week. We're going to talk about this new year of The Flash. And then that's it. That was the final episode. It was never planned to stop. I don't remember why we stopped. But it would be cool to do one more episode six years later uh, and make it, you know, like a lot of uh, CBC shows used to be six episodes per season. It'd be nice to get that six episode. In this case, it would be the finale. It would be like, uh, the the end of that podcast but who knows only time will tell and I suppose it's not the end of the world if uh, a, a six year old podcast which I I don't even think I have the password to get into that podcast uh, anymore so you know if it ended where it ended whatever it's not like perfect but it's so that podcast it's so something I would do right just leave it with no true ending and even though I think that would be an appropriate spot to stop, I don't. I feel like I've just talked a lot about my life and what I'm going through. Why don't we do a a, a topic? You know, uh, I don't know. Is it like a current event or whatever? Just like something outside of me. I think there were a couple of good jokes in this episode, but just in case, let's try to get a couple more because this this topic I read this morning is definitely. Full of potential for jokes. Full of potentially good material. I set all of us up for failure. Now there's no way I can live up to it. There's no way I'm getting more than a joke or two out of it. And I just set it up like, this thing's going to be a joke a second. But let's take a crack at it nevertheless. So, the bad news, the bad part of this is... There's yet another pedophile in the world. But I suppose the good news is this pedophile who had power, who had status, who had do-re-mi to, uh, you know, quench his uh, criminal thirst, is now taken off the street. Yeah, some dude who was like the VP of Sony, so like a big deal, right? Uh, turns out he was in the boys. 
And not just boys, young boys. Well, not that young. He was at least, even though he was a gay pedophile, at least he wasn't like the worst of the gay pedophiles, right? He was into like, uh, he, he tried to hook up with a 15-year-old or who he thought was a 15-year-old, but it turned out to be the FBI on the other end. As I know, there's people out there who will be like, oh, pedophile's a pedophile. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know, backing the guy, but I certainly am saying, nah, well, there's pedophiles and then there's pedophiles, right? There are dudes who are, like, who are into, like, infants and, like, children who are, like, uh, you know, single digits and shit. Like, those are, like, truly, truly uh, monsters, right? Um, especially with toddlers. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you, dude? Like, you. Like, go, like, sit on the electric chair already. Like, there is no hope for you to ever be someone that anybody should ever want to deal with. But then there's, like, like, if you think about it, like, you know, I can't agree with this one way or another because uh, he's a gay man, or at least, like, he's a secretly gay man. I didn't read the article. You gotta be... You got to be out of your mind. See, this is why, like, me and uh, my buddy there, we can't do it. Because, like, he's proposing that we, like, that we look for stuff to talk about. And then we, like, send each other articles uh, to basically have it approved by the other person. Which, A, that's time-consuming as hell. And, B, I absolutely do not work like that. Because just because you can't see... Or potentially you can't see where I'm I'm going with this and what I can do with this and uh, perhaps what even you can do with it. Doesn't mean it's a bad topic, so that's never going to fly. That's never going to work. But on top of that, I have to read your shit too. I don't even want to read my shit, let alone yours. So yeah, I, I didn't read this, but I didn't read this article, but... Uh, he could be one of those guys. I'm sure you've come across these guys, especially if you uh, work out at a gym. Apparently, bunch of like married guys, but are secretly raging homosexuals, right? Like secretly, uh, they may tell their wives they love them, but I feel like uh, it's like in a platonic way, you know, like how you love uh, your friends. Um, I, I'm definitely not on that level with anybody, uh, but I, I, you know, I watch a lot of TV, so people tell their their friends they love them all the time. I feel like this guy is probably that. Eh? He he like loves his wife like his buddy James, um, but he cries after they uh, have coitus because. Uh, he really doesn't like vaginas. He prefers it when uh, Steve at the the gym in the sauna rails him in the ass, you know? But then he doesn't really truly like that because, uh, what did I say his name was? Steve. Uh, Steve is actually like a 40-year-old grown-ass man. A hairy bear of a guy, if you will, you know? And uh, he actually likes... You know, uh, guys like Tim, who are, you know, allegedly 15 years old uh, on the internet there. And uh, he'd like to rail that young man's ass, you know. And uh, now he'll never... Well, I mean, he's going to get his ass railed a lot, though. But again, not by guys like Tim, more like guys like Steve. Mostly against his will, now that he's going to prison. Oh, you, you messed up there, uh, Sony VP guy. Oh, my goodness. Now, don't get me wrong. He's not the biggest monster ever. Like, the point I was trying to make earlier was, you know, there's uh, there's pedophiles and then there's pedophiles, right? See, I'm not into dudes, whether they're of age, not of age, whatever. I'm not into them. Uh, but I can, you know, like, look at this, you know, from a straight um, not gonna burn in hell type of way and that's uh, you know there are definitely hot 15 16 year old girls in this world I know that's not a cool thing to say but like there are definitely uh, hot teenagers out there I don't get me wrong at this guy's age he looked like he was 50 something if not 60 years old you can't be uh, you can't be talking to girls or guys of uh, 15 there. Like, sure, he's a rich, powerful man. So, like, let's say he's 60. You can you could definitely screw around with, like, uh, 
20-something-year-old, 30-something-year-old. Uh, nobody's going to bat an eye. You're rich and powerful. You, we, Everybody expects you to have some uh, arm candy on you at, at these events, right? So I guess that's kind of what puts him into monster territory. Uh, sure, it could be worse. You're into a 15-year-old dude as opposed to, you know, a 5-year-old dude. So he's not as horrible. Um, but at the same time, the man was like 60. You can't be messing around with a 15-year-old. Come on, man. Like, you were, think about it. You were a middle-aged man when this, uh, when this kid was born. You can't screw around with that. And I don't know which is a bigger crime. I'm like, dude, you're like rich and powerful. Like there are a lot of rich and powerful dudes and probably women. I don't want to paint it all like, oh, every every man's evil and all women are saints. Oh, horse shit. Uh, some women are way worse than uh, most men that you'll meet, right? Um, but there's definitely men and women out there who have money, power, and status who are definitely... Like don't, don't people buy like... Uh, like freaking like Cambodian or Thai girls or Thai boys and shit like that all the time. So I don't understand why this guy uh, thought it'd be a good idea to, I don't know what he did, uh, hop hop in a, a chat room or something and be like, I'll just, I'll just uh, risk my millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars and my, the life I've spent uh, years and years uh, of hard work and sweat, blood, sweat, and tears putting together uh, to risk. Like, why didn't he go? He's in entertainment. There has, there's definitely handlers out there who could discreetly go get him a tie boy or whatever the hell he's into. And there's definitely, as we're talking 15, there's no like willing five year olds, but there's probably some willing 15 year old dudes out there. Uh, who, you know, for the for the right price, so the price is right, would probably be more than, maybe not more than happy, but be down to clown. Be down to get railed. Might cost you 10 grand, but listen, you're the VP of Sony. 10 grand is like $5 to you. And you wouldn't end up in prison becoming Bubba's new bitch. Although that might be the bigger plot here. You know, this guy, he probably didn't get where he was being a complete damn idiot. Although, you know, what I just said may contradict that. But maybe he's an evil genius. He's like, I'm going to pretend like I'm into young guys, but really, I like the bears and I and those really fit prison guys. Oh, I'm like, you probably could just like not go to prison. You know, there's probably different ways you can go about satisfying being a homo you're gonna burn in hell for multiple reasons especially if you're a part of that tom holland casting is that why he casted tom holland because he was a young boy oh this piece of shit i hope he really gets it from steve in jail yeah all right that's it that's episode i believe it's 336 of the Kenny Ho Show. That's a wrap. I'll talk to you next time. Toodles!